When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody and welcome to the Apartment 4D podcast all about New Girl. I'm here with my co-host Heather. Hi everybody. And Joe. Hello. (laughs) We're here to talk about uh, season two episode number five models. Before we do we want to apologize for the sound quality on our last podcast and we suspect the sound quality on this podcast. Um, one of us moved, and so we're having to do a couple of these on Zoom and not in person, and we're still working with our equipment to get it fixed. So if it sounds a little funny this week, sounds a little funny last week, know that we're working on getting it corrected for you guys. Before we jump into the episode, we will start with the feeling stick. Heather, did you come prepared with a feeling stick topic today? I do. I have one feeling stick item. Um, last week in our podcast, we told a story and talked quite a bit about Jaleel White, best known for his role as Steve Urkel on Family Matters, and it was so crazy. The very next morning, I was on my Golden Girls page, and the next morning, you guys, and someone had posted a video from the late 80s of B. Arthur and Jaleel at the Emmys, and Jaleel teaches B to do the Urkel. So it was crazy coincidence, but also, if you want a good laugh, <laughs> Google Jaleel White and B. Arthur. Uh, wow, that, that's a weird cross-section of all things Hebs. Right? Yeah, that's very, very odd timing. They do say our phones are listening to us. Do you have anything else for the feeling stick Hebs? Uh, that's my only feeling stick. Okay, Joe, did you come prepared for the feeling stick? I don't got anything on the feeling stick. Okay, keeping the tradition alive. <laughs> so my feeling stick um, is I just wanted to thank everybody. We asked on Instagram and at the end of our last podcast to rate us on um, Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We had some really, really kind amazing reviews that made our day, including the one which was entitled Tens Across the Charcuterie Boards, which we all got a big kick out of, and I haven't had a chance to tell you guys yet. I screenshot it on our Instagram, and I said, oh, we love you, whoever you are, and the person who wrote it messaged me back. Oh! Yeah, they said, well, you were always talking about charcuterie boards, so it seemed like an appropriate title. Yes, it was. So please keep, if you haven't um, rated us or left us a review, please do so. We also love your Instagram messages. Some of our discussion topics have come directly from other people's suggestions. So we'd love to interact with you Oh, yeah. Interact with us. Exactly. Okay, so if that's it for Feeling Sick, we will start with the Netflix episode description of season two, episode number five models, which is Jess and Cece have a huge fight about their life choices. Meanwhile, Schmidt and Nick argue over the rules of male friendship. Not a terrible Netflix description this time. Would you agree, Heather? Yeah, I have no issues with it. 
Oh, oh, good. I'm sure they're they're excited. Joe, did you have something you wanted to say? I, I see you're raising your hand on Zoom. I think it's an accident. <laughs> well, I didn't know what it was. It actually raises your hand. A why hand you, comes up. Why would you choose this moment to experiment with the button? Because <laughs> I figure, well, if I want to talk, I'll raise my hand. <laughs> Great. So guest stars from this episode, um, there was just a couple little short ones, so we're not going to list them out this time, but we're excited to see that uh, the character Nadia is back, or some people hate Nadia, so they're not excited to see it. So we'll start. I am not excited. Heather's not excited. Joe, where are you on the Nadia character? Uh, you know, that character's, there's not a lot to it, so I'm not really anywhere on it. Okay. I don't, like, um, dislike her like a lot of people do so much because I love the scene where she says Mick Mouse, but <laughs> she's responsible for my least favorite, one of my least favorite storylines, which is the Schmidt broken penis thing oh, that went from boy. season one into season two. So for that reason, she's not my favorite. Well, I think the fact that I hate her so much tells me what a good actress she is. Yes, yes. We're just talking about the character, the actress. Yeah. I'm sure. So I should probably have given her the honey roast, but I didn't. Okay. Wait. Spoiler alert, as Joe would say. <laughs> so let's get into the first scene. Jess shows up at Cece's doorstep with a cake she'd made herself, and Cece says she can't eat. She's lost weight. She has a car show, and Jess is like, "No, it's your birthday. We have to eat cake and watch Clueless." And we see a flashback of Cece and of Jess, and I love a Cece-Jess flashback because they cast them so well, and we see them watching Clueless and spending time together for their tradition, how they normally do for Cece's birthday, but Cece says that she needs to go out with the models, and she wants Jess to go out too. Thoughts, Hev? Yeah, okay, first of all, I want to mention that their routine is to watch Clueless on VHS. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought that was kind of funny. Yes, yes. I like how, well, Jess would be detail-oriented with her traditions. Exactly. And then also, I actually had an, an issue with the scene. Mm -hmm. Now, Jess was wearing a party hat, and she was carrying a cake. But my issue was, Jess is completely extra. I would have expected balloons, packages, a, a gaudy sweater that says, Happy Birthday. So I just want to say that I'm not 100% sold on that scene. Interesting. Fair point. I want to say that I think this speaks to whoever wrote this episode or maybe Liz Merriweather, the creator's age, because Clueless is very important to you if you're a certain age, like mm -hmm. you were a teenager when it came out in the movie theaters. And I so found that identifiable. I love that movie so much. I, I mean, I loved the movie when I saw the previews. I knew it was going to be my favorite movie. So it just, I just thought it was really cute. Joe, did you have anything oh, to say about it. Clueless before we move on? Not Clueless, but that cake was decorated like I did it. It wasn't decorated very well. I would expect more from Jess. That's a good point. Well, yeah, I, that was I think the, you're a wonderful cake decorator, Joe. You're a nasty. Well, that one was, I, I don't know where they got it. Maybe the 99 cent store, but it definitely no, was. Different. the cake. <laughs> Oh, just made it? Yeah, because at the end of the episode, she's like, this is the best one you've ever made. So I don't know if it was that same one a day or two later, or she made a fresh one. <laughs> that cake's been a lot of places. It's been a little like, Joe, I'm just uh, curious real quick before we move on. Have you seen the movie Clueless? Um, bits and pieces. It's on uh, E! every weekend, but <laughs> I don't 
like yeah. watch it every two week every uh every week for two hours got it okay so <laughs> well, the that's next good. scene we're back at the loft and we see nick um is watching a documentary about turtles he decides he wants a turtle and he's gonna name it jess but he'd already come up with that name before he met her <laughs> and schmidt is like no and throws him a cookie and says i have you know why'd you get me this and he says i was thinking about you so i bought you a cookie and nick's obviously uncomfortable and Winston says, do you not think about me? And, or I'm sorry, uh, Schmidt says, do you not think about me? And of course, Nick being Nick says, no. Then Winston comes in and they share with him that, you know, he got the cookie, he claps, he thinks it's a cute bonding moment. And it's obvious, even though they haven't gotten deep into it, that Schmidt's feelings are hurt because of Nick's response to getting the cookie and for saying that he never thinks about him. But before we dive into that dynamic, Jess comes in in kind of a crazy outfit for her, a lot of makeup, her hair straight. Nick accuses her of wearing shoe polish on her eyes, and that she looks crazy. <laughs> and she says, this is how she has to look to go out with the models. Thoughts, Hebs? Well, I just, I'm sorry, did not approve of Jess's attire. Hmm, interesting. Joe, what do you think of her outfit? Well, she was going for the ballerina streetwalker look. Correct. <laughs> yeah. That's what she called it. She goes, I want to have the ballerina streetwalker look. And then Nick was like, is that shoe polish on your eyes? So, yeah, that is something Joe would say. Because yeah. as I shared with the group before, we will share in a more concise way now. I was a bridesmaid once. And we had dresses with kind of like a sheer overcoat. And the collar kind of went high. And I wore that to Heather's Oscar party since you had to dress formal. And Joe was taking a nap and I woke him up to tell him I was leaving. And he said, why are you wearing a space suit? So I found that to be a very Nick Miller-like moment. Do you remember that, Joe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And we have, anytime we reference that dress, we call it the space suit. I mean, we don't reference it a lot, but yeah. No, well, when you still owned it, we did. I think it's one of those things Joe doesn't actually remember. We just talk about it so much. He knows it. Yeah. No, I remember so it was silver and shiny. I remember. It was blue. <laughs> or blue, yeah, blue, yeah, like a blue silver. Oh, sure, blue silver. Moving on. <laughs> um, so then we see a flashback to the way Jess talks to models. She says she mainly just points at things and says what they are and they all think she looks like a cartoon monkey and in keeping oh. with the start of season two of not a good look for Jess's attitude I think it's it's I, it's always bothered me even before I rewatched and realized the whole first part of the season she's so off to think that someone is so dumb that you just have to point at things and say that is a table I mean I know it's a sitcom and it's a joke but it's kind of mean well yeah but it's really mean that they, it's hilarious, but mean that they think she's the monkey from the cracker ad. Absolutely. Now, that's not a real cracker ad, right? We should have Googled it. Darn it. I wonder, too. I don't know if it's real. It looked real. Joe, what do you think? I think the funniest part of that scene was when Jess walks in the bar and they say, she says, boy, they let a lot of people in ahead of me. Like a lot. Yes. <laughs> that's a great down segue that was to funny. Jess arriving to the bar. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, well, I we were talking about she does look like that that monkey in the thing because of her bangs. That monkey has bangs. And the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So before we get deeper into her monkey cracker performance, we're back at the loft and Nick is still talking about turtles to Schmidt. And Schmidt's acting kind of weird. And when Nick asks why, he says, you don't think about me. And then they just get into a whole argument about thinking about each other and how men should behave. And Schmidt says Jay Cutler instead of Jay Cutler, which made me think of Joe, because I think Jay Cutler is a football player. And then Nick says he wants to chew up the, spit the cookie back up and, and give it to Schmidt. And he's like, you want to mama bird me? And it's just a disaster. So Joe, being the only man in the podcast, would you ever buy another male non-relative a cookie because you were thinking about them? Uh, no, I'm pretty much the only one that likes cookies in my friend group. So... Uh, I think that's avoiding the question. Would you buy them a bagel, a donut, a pastry of any sort? If I was with them, yeah, but not something where, oh, I think I'll stop and get a bagel and bring it home to my roommate. That's right. that's a little bit different. Unless I like knew my roommate, a bagel, like, you'd get yeah. something else a bagel. Got it. Yeah. Heather, what do you think? Yeah, you that's, think it was odd? Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah. Wait, what? Heather, did you think that was odd behavior to just randomly, uh, for a boy or a man to randomly buy another man a cookie? Well, not if the boy is Schmidt. A, a valid point. Yeah, because okay. Schmidt's extra. Yes, he is very extra. I don't think that a character for him to do. I don't. I find it hard to believe it's the first time he's done something like that. So I'm not sure why Nick took it so personal. Well, no, because we already know that he puts mints on the bed. Well, we don't yet. But, oh, we don't yet. Okay. Uh, so now we're back in the club, and we see Jess performing the Cracker song, obviously having a terrible time. Cece's off with a guy, not paying any attention to her. And then Jess just launches into some really dumb, mean stuff, saying that years of modeling have made Cece even dumber. And Cece overhears her. Again, we're giving Jess a pass because getting laid off apparently really affected her personality for several weeks. Right, guys? Right, and she's hurt because she's one-eighth Romanian. Yes, that's true, too. I forgot about that part. Yes. So now we're back um, in the loft again with Nick and Winston, and Winston's explaining to Nick that he actually can be quite insensitive, and we have a childhood flashback. Um, and then uh, one of my favorite Winston lines ever, he's like, do you know that I tell you good night every night, and you never say it back? Nick, do you not want me to have a good night? <laughs> I love that. Do you not want me to have a good night? I know. <laughs> and then we see, then we find out that Schmidt cleans his room, but then puts everything back so it still looks messy. And he leaves him um, turn down service and does pillow mints. <laughs> and the cookie was a piece of his heart. It was a piece of his heart. It wasn't just a cookie. So did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah, so I think the best part of that fight between Cece and Jess was when they said, I was with you, Cece, when you got discovered. And yeah, that was so a then, flashback. Then we're back at the club, and the girls are arguing. And the flashback, I don't think, happens till she's talking to Nick about um, – how she judged Cece after she got discovered, but but we'll see. So they're back in the club, and that's when the girls get an argument outside because Ooh. Cece's obviously so upset about what Jess said. They get into a boob slap fight, which is actually referenced in one of the earlier scenes. And then we see that Cece starts drinking through her mouth um, with the models, and is obviously going to have a long night. 
So okay, I don't now, think, go ahead, Heather. Um, the, okay, first of all, the breast slapping, it was inappropriate. That's A. But two, if you were like out and about and you saw two women doing that, wouldn't you stop and look? Everybody's just going around like nothing's happening. I don't know if in a club in Los Angeles I'd be worried about it, Joe. Would that get your attention? <laughs> well, like Nick said, Nick, like, hold on, hold on, that arouses me. So in some way, guys would like that, yeah. Yeah, so regardless, <laughs> Heather, you were correct that they would be looking, but it is Los right. Angeles, so crazier things are happening. So True. before Jess goes back um, and talks to Nick about it, we're at the loft just with the guys, and Nick's upset because the store was out of turtles, and Winston is speaking for Schmidt, and Schmidt is crying, and it's just a really weird Schmidt. vibe, really tense. What was that, Heather? Oh, Schmidt. Exactly. And then Jess walks in and feels the weird vibe and said, did you guys watch porn together again? It's always awkward when you do that. And Schmidt and Winston get up and storm out, and that's when... Uh, foreshadowing moment, Nick shares that they're about to have their 10 anniversary. Yes, I got so excited because if I haven't said it before, that is not only my favorite episode of season two, it's my favorite episode of the series. What? More than cooler? Yes. Oh, that's shocking. It's a good episode, but I don't know. About it's a that. phenomenal episode. There's a lot of detail in that episode. That is true. There's a lot of detail. And it's a party, and we like all the characters in the same place. In one place, yes. So then we see the flashback to how Nick wakes up in his dorm, and Schmidt was just there one day, and he says, Schmidt loves me so much, it scares me. And yeah. then Jess tells about the boob fight, and Nick wants to go back to that because he's weirdly aroused. His face is so funny when he hears her say it, the face he it makes. It is. Um, and then we get the flashback to how Cece was discovered. Joe, did you want to say something about that? Was it you? Yeah, it was a flashback. It was funny because the lady comes up, and she's like, oh, let me see you two. Take off your glasses. And it was, <laughs> and she gives her card to Cece, and then Jess takes off her glasses, and she's like, okay, well, call me. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, I felt right. bad for Jess. That was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Good catch, Joe. Very. So then Nick and her discuss, if you met your friends now, would mm. you still be friends with them? Which Great is all question. question. Very that, I think, is the ultimate discussion question, too. Well, then we'll discuss it in the discussion question. I wonder if we'd all be friends with we met now. Wait, Heather's my sister. <laughs> that's, that'd be weird if we met now. We'll save it for the discussion. Um, so now uh, Jess comes to Cece's, we're assuming to make up with her. She sees Nadia on the couch with Wilmer Valderrama, which is definitely not him, but a guy pretending to be him. Cece's really sick. If you notice, if you look closely, she's vomiting. She has makeup under her eyes. And she also has a brush, like, in the back of her really long hair. I never I noticed until I rewatched. <laughs> um, so they start to make up. And because Jess is trying to help her, they end up going to the car show together. Um, obviously, Ford was a sponsor Wait, of really New Girl. Heavily. I love New Girl, but this show has too much vomiting for me. Well, she never vomit. No, the show. The CC never vomited. No, this I know like it was gagging. alluded. It was alluded to. Yeah, it was insinuated. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or like the time where Schmidt's vomiting sitting in the classroom. I just don't like vomiting. Okay, got it. Um, so Jeff we missed the Wil Wilbur Valderrama. We missed the Wilbur Valderrama scene. Well, I didn't. I said it, but did you want to add to it? We well, it was a Wilbur Valderrama lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where she was. thought it was Wilbur Valderrama. <laughs> well, I didn't even think he looked like him. No, but he's like, just go with it. Just go with it. She's like, oh, okay, Wilbur. <laughs> I'll let you be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, we're now at the car show, and Jess decides that she can be the model. Um, and she has all this makeup on. They're giving her the directions. They show her the shoes she has to wear, and it looks like it's going to well, be. Well, wait a minute. What's that, Joe? Joe, you're on mute. <laughs> the model. She was Giggle Bangs. Yes. That was her name. Model name. Yes, Giggle Bangs. Her name was Jessica Giggle Bangs. I think, it, I think it was Giggle Bangs Rice Bowl. Thank you, Heather. That is her poem. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. <laughs> it's like, that's not even a real name. So no. she wasn't fooling anybody. Well, she wasn't a real model. Oh, she could be a real model. She's beautiful, but. And once again, Cece brings a friend to work. Oh, so unprofessional. And I don't blame Cece for people stopping by, but I blame Cece for this one, obviously. And, and yeah. I mean, we all have trouble walking in heels, but just yeah. consumption in life. So I think she could have not locked herself in the car. And the, the announcer's like, uh, it's not that hard to get out of, by the way. <laughs> I, and the thing is, if Cece had gotten hair and makeup, which she would have, she would have looked fine. Well, as you pointed out, we don't want her vomiting on the spinning stage. Oh, that, no, we don't want that. Yeah. Joe, did you have anything so to add? the Ford Fusion, that? too. What's that? That was a huge commercial for the Ford Fusion, too. Yes, they have a few Ford worked in commercials in, in all of the seasons, actually. They must have been amazing yeah. at the time and forever. And look at them now. Yeah. And this show had two big ones. One was the Russian Cracker. That's a big promotion. And then the Ford Fusion. <laughs> well, we haven't found out from our listeners yet if that's a real commercial because we refuse to look things up before we start talking. <laughs> so Maybe Ford Fusion will sponsor us. That would be nice if, if Ford, if you're listening, we could really use a sponsor so we could afford microphones so you can actually hear our podcast when we do it on Zoom. Okay, so moving on, we're back at the loft and Nick has brought Schmidt a cookie smooshed together in a star shape to celebrate his Jewish heritage. And that's when we get, I mean, I never really, I'm here or there on this scene, but on the internet and New Girl super fans are love the you gave me cookie, got you cookie scene, which Nick, I'm sorry, which Jake Johnson recently sent a picture um, on his Instagram of the script. And like, he was supposed to say it like once or maybe twice and just ad-libbed and started screaming it and saying it over and over again. And Heather and I belong to a group on Facebook with that name. And it's very famous for new girl fans. And I'm so glad he ad-libbed that because it made it so much more powerful. Screaming it multiple times, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that uh, that it's that's a big moment for everybody. And then he says, Schmidt, you love me too much. And he picks the wrong guy. And Nick starts to cry and finally yeah. says, you're the turtle, man. And he says, I knew I was the turtle. 
and everybody hugs and then backs up to act manly. Very yeah. special scene, right? Yes. Joe, did you have anything to say? Joe's trying to distract us in the chat with nonsense. <laughs> did you have anything you want to share with the group? Classic Joe. No, I just wanted to show you the chat feature on Zoom. Okay. Well, since it's a podcast, I think we'll keep it verbal. <laughs> but thanks, Joe. Good, good looking out. If nothing else, Joe learned how to use Zoom tonight. <laughs> yeah. So now we are um, back with uh, Cece and Jess. And uh, Jess says she's going to keep the lashes on because she's basically too scared to take them off. She apologizes, and we see them watching Clueless eating cake in the loft. Nick's eating cake with his hands, which is disgusting. And she asks her if we met today, would we still be friends? And she says she doesn't know, but, but they're friends now. And um, for the rolling credit scene, or the end scene, we see a flashback of the guys in the dorm and... Nick asks Schmidt whose favorite rapper is, and he says Brian Austin Green. <laughs> yeah, that was, I wrote that down too. <laughs> Did Brian Austin Green make a rap album when he was on 90210? I think he might have rapped on 90210. That's a great reference. That that is something I should have looked up before. And you know the ironic thing of that is, no, is Brian Austin Green's wife just left him for a rapper. Oh, well, she also was on New Girl, which is even more. Ironic. And she was on New Girl. Yeah. His wife was on New Girl. Maybe that's why they said Brian Austin Green. I don't know if they were dating back then. No, she wasn't on it until a couple years later. I don't think they knew she was coming yet. Okay, yeah, that's, so, that's really foreshadowing. That's like foreshadowing yeah. years ahead. That's psychic foreshadowing. <laughs> so that concludes the episode. We'll get into our discussion topics. The first is Joe. What was your favorite Jess look from this episode? Ballerina Streetwalker. I'm sorry? The Ballerina Streetwalker. Oh, okay. So when she was going out to the club. Nice. Yeah. That that thing there. And then she had eyelashes. And she's like, I don't want to take these eyelashes off. And Cece's like, I wouldn't either because they're glued on. So she was like scared to take them off. Totally. Heather, what was your favorite look? Um, you know, it was interesting because we were talking today and I, again, in this episode, I didn't really have a favorite look. I guess the black and white pajamas are fun, but when I think of New Girl, I think of the fashion and I'm surprised at how many weeks have gone by with me not having a favorite Jess look. It's just, it's weird. Well, it Jess is in her weird period. Right. So it makes sense. It does. Yeah. When you look at it that way. Um, my favorite look was when she was a model because I just thought it was different and I don't like wearing fake, fake eyelashes because they scare me. So I understood some of what she talked about with that. Um, but yeah, not a strong episode for outfits, really. Right. The best dress overall, I am shockingly giving to Nadia because in the opening sheen, she's wearing the cutest like white dress and oh. a uh, denim jacket. So that's who I gave it to, Heather. I actually, I did not have a best dressed. Oh, okay, Joe. I would say it has to be Jess because she had the two looks. And then when she was a uh, a model, they actually took her bangs and put them up. So it looked like she started to have bangs. And then there's a big hole where you see her forehead and then more bangs on the other side. So that well, was you. I didn't notice 
guessed that. Okay. We've never seen that that look before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Things out of her face yet. Hmm. I feel like I can't remember. Okay. So there's a lot of classic Schmidt moments. I think one kind of takes the cake or takes the cookie, I should say, which is obviously <laughs> the gave me cookie, got you cookie, even though that's more of a Nick moment, I guess. So that's what I put for my favorite Schmidt moment. There's zero in the uh, douchebag jar count for this time, but they do show it in the background and it is completely full of cash to the top, which I thought was funny. I've never noticed it just laying around before. Heather, what was your favorite Schmidt moment? We know you're always enthusiastic to talk about Schmidt always um but my favorite part was when he hears the news that he's the turtle there's the joy in his face i i'll be honest i got choked up i did i got misty-eyed okay joe what was your favorite schmidt moment did any schmidt moments make you cry no but the one that made me laugh was when he jumped on nick on the bed in the flashback oh and smushed him (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> okay, that, that's a good favorite Schmidt moment. Um, yeah. So well, now we'll discuss our favorite or funniest moments overall. Uh, Heather, what was your favorite or funniest moment from this episode? Well, I'm not going to get any points for originality because I'm sure it was everyone's. But Nick saying, gave cookie, got cookie, and his whole, his whole soliloquy there. I mean, it was just, it was brilliant. Totally. Joe, what was your uh, favorite funniest moment from the whole episode? Well, for me, you know, when I watch New Girl, I look for something called comedic timing and the way they put words into sentences, the way rappers use words and sentences. And what I mean by this is when Jess said, they let a lot of people in ahead of me, like a lot. And (laughs) unless you understand that, oh, they only let the pretty girls in first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't understand why they let so many people. Well, they let a lot of people, but I got in. <laughs> she doesn't realize why they let a lot of people. Right. And then the second thing is, which if you didn't have close captioning, you not you might not capture this joke. Oh, and we talked about Nick saying, oh, hold on now, hold on a second. I, I got to say right now, the, the, the boob slapping aroused me. But he also said, you can't talk about butt and vodka in the same sentence. Because oh. those are two of my four favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. He's like, you can't, you can't just pass by butt and vodka. Oh, wait a minute. Those are two of my four things. That is a big catch. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But for comedic timing, I thought those were the two funniest lines of the show. Nice. Good insight, Joe. That's really good insight. So my favorite moment from this episode is also the same as my honey roast, which is what we'll get into next, which was just the movie Clueless because it meant so much to me. I could see both the girls loving it. I love that they kept the tradition alive and watched it every year. So my honey roast just goes to the existence of Clueless. Heather, who is your honey, who or what is your honey roast award winner? Okay, this rarely, rarely happens but I'm actually giving it to Nick because he showed such range from total apathy about the cookie initially to then coming out, trying to make it up to Schmidt and then admitting that Schmidt is his turtle. I I think that's an excellent, excellent choice. Good job, Heather. Well done. Joe. Thank you. Well, I think it was Jess because she went from 
the villain to the hero all in one show. And what I mean by that, she was the villain when she alienated Cece saying, uh, you're just you're just like the other models. You know what I'm saying? That was very mean. And then she was the hero when she was so sick she couldn't model. And then oh. Jess Giggle Bang's rice bowl came in. <laughs> Diversity. So, interesting yeah, so, point, Joe. Really interesting point. Good yeah, so that's that, that's your classical uh, villain to a hero sitcom. That's what described this episode. Great. Okay, so next is, next is the bear reference, which I only saw the poster in Winston's room. Did anyone else catch anything different? No, I just saw the poster, too. That's all I put down. Joe? No, no bear. Okay, so now we're going to jump to discussion questions. I think Joe and I brought the same one, which is the, quote, ultimate discussion question. Would you be friends with your friends that you're friends with currently if you met them today? Heather and I are sisters, so as far as the podcast dynamic goes, we don't have a choice. <laughs> I think if I met Joe today, I'd want to be friends with him. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at his insight. He knows about closed captioning. I wanted to be friends with Joe when I met him 17 years ago, and I want to be friends with him now. Also, he owns an ice cream <laughs> store, so like, perfect. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah, would you want to be friends with us? us? <laughs> so... How I look at this question is, you got to look at how people evolve. So could I be friends with people 20 years ago to today? Yeah, I could because maybe 20 years ago, we were all either young or naive or whatever. And then fast forward 20 years and we're all in bed by nine o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we're all want a drama free life and we want only friends in our lives that share our same things and we don't want to battle with people or anything like that so that's why i think yeah people that i met 20 years ago would i be friends today yeah because i evolved just like they evolved good answer heather would i be friends with you no i just uh, did you have any thoughts on that discussion question before we jump to yours i mean yeah i've had I think it's just a mix. I've had friends like my friend Amy Garcia. We've been friends since we were 13. But I think that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. So you're either meant to be with them at that time, or they're meant to teach you something, or they're for a lifetime. Interesting. Do you come prepared with a discussion question for our last two minutes? Oh, okay. Yes. Super quick here. Um, I really think Jess is an amazing friend to endure. I mean, that had to be a long night with those models. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done something like that for a friend, like really suffered through something for them? I mean, I don't know that I've ever had to suffer through something for a friend, but because I don't drink alcohol, and then when you're out like at midnight and you're not drinking, you you want to like, I've toughed out some party situations where it was difficult because I was getting tired. So I could identify with the model nightclub thing, but you know, it just, it's just what it is. You know, you sacrifice yeah. some things you want to do for your friends. Joe, what about you? Yeah, it was called my twenties. So basically <laughs> every time my friends said, let's go out, we'll just have a beer or two. And then you end up having to drag at work the next day. All because you wanted to have fun with your friends because your friends wanted you to go out that night. So I consider that something I did for my friends. That's a good analogy because it's suffering the next day. Heather, what about you? 
It's called his 20s. I love it. Yeah, I had to, um, it wasn't just once. It was like the worst summer of my life, my friend, because my friend would not stop having parties. She had like her birthday party, her daughter's birthday party, her daughter's engagement party, her daughter's shower, and her daughter's wedding. Five events in one summer. And I was not friends with anyone who was there. It was misery. I tell you guys more, but we're almost out of time. Good segue. So that concludes our discussion because Zoom has a limit. We'll see you guys next week for the next episode. Have a great week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.